2: and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own, you need your peeps. So every Monday, I bring in three friends to dive into the topic of the week, and then magically it becomes an episode of the Dev Show podcast. So whether you're watching us live, the replay, or listening to us, we are glad you're here choosing yourself and, in the case of today, your passion project. So before we dive in, I would love for my guests to introduce themselves to you, uh, but before we do that, we've got Michelle Danner, who's a director and acting coach. Very happy to have you here. Uh, Holly Jean Jackson, who is a revenue and performance consultant. So we've got uh, some business angle fun. And then we've got Keith Spiro, who's a little bit of both. He's a community builder who knows a good passion project when he sees one. And usually he's got about a half a dozen juggling at once. So really excited for today. And let's dive in uh So, Michelle, why don't you share who you are, why you're here, and why this topic of passion projects uh, speaks to you?
3: Well, thank you for inviting me on the show. And, you know, I feel that uh, every project that I've worked on until today has been a passion project, although I feel like everybody's using it, so I don't use it that much. Uh, I feel like everybody's going to my passion project. For me, every project that I work on, I'm passionate about. If not, I, I would not work on it. Um, that's, that's how fair. I approach it.
2: <laughs> that's absolutely fair. And, and so how did you – so you've had a very long career helping people uh, to happen to their passion, which is being on stage. So what what was that aha for you? When did you realize that that was your, your thing?
3: Yes, definitely to to work with actors, teach, inspire them is definitely something I think that it's something that I had to do, that I had to contribute to. And usually I have my big epiphanies on the beach. I walk on the beach and I think about life and I look at the ocean and I go, yep, that's it. The light bulb goes off. So uh, my light bulb went off in terms of teaching when I was walking, uh, you know, working uh, walking on the in a beach in Malibu, and uh, I'm happy that I pursued it because uh, it's been nothing but thrilling to be able to, you know, inspire a new generation of actors, an existing generation of actors, an older generation. So I feel very lucky that I get to do what I love doing because. As we know, not everybody, you know, has that in their lives.
2: Oh, that that's so true. And one of the big things I'm about is I believe everybody deserves to be happy in some, if not all of their lives. And a big part of that is setting goals, even if it's only a little bit of what you do, but that joy gets to leak in to everything else. So definitely on the same wavelength for that. Glad to have you here. Thank you. And, and a Holly Jean Jackson, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: It's good to see Uh, you too.
2: uh, And we met because you found me on LinkedIn and we had like 200 people in common. And for some reason we hadn't met. I don't really know how that happens, but um, I'm thrilled we connected. Please share who you are and why this topic is so important to you.
1: Yeah. So I'm a revenue and performance consultant. And the reason I do that is because I'm trying to build a legacy of inspiration and healing. And I find the best way I can do that is by helping other business owners that have heart-centered, mission-driven businesses, nonprofits, movements, and initiatives that they're passionate about and helping them achieve that by building more revenue, more peak performance in their business so that they can actually fuel their legacy and have these huge impacts on larger communities. And even outside of what I do in revenue performance consulting, uh, I also am trying to build a nonprofit for children um, around soft skills and giving them access to the entrepreneur journey in a more appealing, easy way down the line. And that's really my longer term passion project is getting the business to a place where it fuels the nonprofit so that we can teach and fuel that next generation so that they can live their dream life and create these amazing businesses that we have not even imagined or engineered just yet today. So everything I do is about passion. Uh, My book is about passion. My podcast is about passion. And it's really about inspiring other people to do the same And helping people heal the world and heal communities one business at a time.
2: Well, I think you've come to the right place. And we definitely know why you're here on this topic. So uh, wonderful to have you here. And Keith, welcome back to Gold Chat Live, a.k.a. The Dev Show.
0: Thank you, Deb. Always fun to join you on these projects of different types. And passion is a huge word for me. You know, we use the term passion driven. And that's really what you do, right? Goals. It's all about getting things done. And these have become such contentious times. And there's so, much things, so many things politicized that I've gone the other way. I started to dig much deeper into community building because that's the offset to that. And so if you find somebody who's passionate about what they're doing inside a community, it's a great way to grow a following, to get success, and to get results.
2: One thing I say, and you know this about me, is when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. So why not love what you do? Take the steps to move forward. So, And you already always have like a half a dozen things swirling in addition to your main thing. Is is (laughs) there something right now that's like ahead in terms of your priorities, passion project-wise right now? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Re- I mean, <laughs> the answer is always yes, Deb. You know that. <laughs> but there's one right now that is coming to the fruition stage. It's something started. I started 18 months ago. You and I once talked about a book and things I can do. And I found shiny objects that really attracted me. And one was the reconstruction of the first ship ever built in the Americas. And it was done in 1607. And I went to take pictures one day. You know, I do professional photography as well. And here I am, 18 months later, with a whole commemorative edition booklet. Uh, We've brought 5,000 people showed up at the launch of this ship. So it's uh, coming up on its first anniversary right now, and there's uh, a ton of publicity around it. It's just fun. It's happening up in Maine.
2: Well, the fun part is the important part. I just put that, that link in the comments. And if if you're listening or watching, if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you will get the links and the recap to this this conversation. You know, only jumping ahead a little or a lot because, you know, I can I, I really think that that fun element, it, it's so important. But the other part of what It's not just about the fun, though, right? It's about the mission. So what do you all, um, how do you define a passion project? Michelle?
3: How do I define it?
2: Yes. What are passion
3: projects? You know, it's when you find yourself waking up in the morning a little faster um, and a little bit more. uh, There's an adrenaline that's, you know, the blood is coursing through your veins. You're excited for the day. Uh, all of last year, I was working, well, and a lot of this year, I was working on a movie called Miranda's Victim that's coming out in the fall. And I had this voice inside of me that I kept hearing, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. And I think when you hear that voice in you, it really tells you how excited you are to be working on what you're working on. Yeah.
2: Oh, so true. So when you wake up, when you find yourself waking up in the morning excited, it means you're doing something right. And that means that you're pursuing your passion. Now I am all about the goals. Um, You can't get what you want unless you know what that is. But one of the things that I'm passionate about is food and cooking. And in May, I launched my my second podcast, which is Taste Buds with Deb, bite-sized conversations about food cooking community. And It's, I love goals. I love events. I love food. And sometimes you need to let that passion project that you thought was just maybe a little side thing, take even more space in your life. And that's when you let that joy, (laughs) when you're feeling that joy, it really will encompass everything that you're doing. So uh, Holly, what is your definition of passion projects?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's kind of similar for me to when I'm trying to define inspiration. It's when that small inner voice or that still quiet place for me when I'm on the meditation mat or doing something in a state of flow speaks to me with wisdom that you can just simply not disagree with. And you can't stop thinking about it because you're just so excited and inspired and ignited internally that you have to go after it. You just know you're called to do that thing. And even working with my clients, I will be in a sensory deprivation float or at a yoga retreat, and they have a problem we haven't solved yet. And the idea will come to me and I'll share it with them. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's exactly it. So I think it's when you have those moments of just wisdom and knowing and this kind of obsession or this state of flow as you work on it. For me, that's how I know I'm in a passion project. And that's also how I know if I want to work with a client, because if they're not passionate about it and I don't believe in it, it's not something I want to commit to because I need to believe in the passion, the projects that I'm working on and the clients I'm working with.
2: Oh, of course. That makes total sense because that enthusiasm it, it, it's, and we, we've had this conversation on the show before. We'll have three people who all do the same thing. But their clients are going to be all different people because everybody has a different personality. Everybody has things that they're drawn to, right? So I think knowing that bit of alignment, it's also – it's going to elevate you, not just the clients that
1: you work with. Absolutely. But you'd be amazed at how many people don't listen to that intuitive voice or that thought of this is not a good fit. This is not a good client. And, and then they regret it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Red, flag- Red flags are a thing, right? It, and a big thing with me is, you know, not just the mission, but the motto, you know, when you know what drives you, that's how you align every decision that you make. Because if you see that alignment off the bat, you know, it's a good fit. And if you don't, then you have to say, okay, are there other benefits? Yes, yes, no, okay, see the signs, run. And when you say no to something that isn't a fit, it gives someone else an opportunity to say yes. So.
1: Yeah, so that and also when we say when we say yes to things that are not aligned, it takes up so much space and we get to this place of we're so busy, but we're busy with all the wrong things. So you have to be so intentional about where you're investing your time. Otherwise, you keep backing yourself into the same corner. And we've all been there.
2: Oh, that that's true as well. And, and you're jumping ahead because the next question is going to be, how do you find the time for the yourself? So let's put a pin in that one and go to Keith for what is your definition of a passion project?
0: So I define it using two key words. One is caring. Somebody caring a lot about what they're doing. The other is sharing. And I have, I love her use of the word uh, obsession, but for me, it's a positive feedback or the alignment word, right? So it's caring, sharing, sharing. And getting feedback from that group that you're working with, that they're all in alignment, that that's what they want to accomplish. And that's where the the driver becomes powerful, that people will get it done because they care.
2: Yes. The Hearing really is the first step, but also finding these people, you know, and it's whether they're, so you and I, we met at the beginning Keith, you and I at the beginning of the pandemic, you're on the other side of the country through our friend, Jeff Pulver, doing these, um, passion networking events, passion based networking events. Exactly. Um, and it's the people that, and I haven't, I'll admit it. I haven't been there in a while. Tuesdays became my busy day, but the people who go there, they all love what they do. Even though what they do is something is different for everybody. And being around that energy is so helpful and important. So caring, sharing, we have these things that we love. So how do we find the time? How do we find the time and the energy? And I'm, I'm going to start with a Holly on this one because she accidentally, there are no accidents, uh, led into that.
1: Yeah, um so for me one of the things that I teach my clients and when I do webinars or talks kind of one of my free things that I give away is called your life and business compass. And for me, that is how I stay aligned with my passion projects and in my life. And essentially, it requires that you intentionally map out your life priorities and exactly what it looks like when you're successfully aligned and living in those life priorities alongside your next upcoming three quarterly goals. And then, of course, you also have across that whole compass, your long-term motivating goal. So what is that big thing you're going after? For me, it's that nonprofit and helping hundreds of business owners successfully monetize their business so that they have these legacy things, these nonprofits, these missions, these movements that they want to intentionally impact communities with. And once I have that and I use that to decide what I say yes and no to, it keeps me aligned. And it keeps me from getting so busy that I can't intentionally grow 1% closer to that long-term motivating factor, that big overarching umbrella passion project thing that is the legacy I want to leave behind. And so when you have this clear thing and you use it as a screensaver, you have it on your phone, you print it, you share it. It's so easy to see when you're not in alignment because then you can't say yes to things that you know are going to have huge opportunities for those long-term goals and for your priorities and business quarterly goals.
2: Right, and, and this is really, <laughs> I think how how our profiles sort of found each other on LinkedIn is because this is exactly what I believe. I just call it something different. I call it, you know, you're living by your motto. Mine being goal setting simplified. So whatever is that north star as you call it, and I did put. Um, or the true north. And I did put that link in the chat and it will for sure be going in the recap. When you know that, that's your map. That is That really is going to help you make any and every decisions, but also going back to the time and energy thing. When you're excited, when you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to do something, you find the time to do that thing. But it starts with with really attaching yourself and finding the energy that goes along with it. So Keith, do you have any tips on how you find the time and energy for all dozen or so things you're working on simultaneously?
0: Well, the word is empowerment for me. If you ask where my north star sits these days and it's been through a revision since COVID and you've seen me take tackle a number of projects, but primarily my time these days is teaching and coaching others. So I teach and coach leaders and the best goal for them is if they can empower the teams under them so if everyone's passionate about a project you can go down you know deep alleyways and get lost forever or zoom right off a cliff but a good leader empowers the teams breaks out their various skill sets and then each group self-driven to get their particular goals done and that's that's a huge huge differentiator
2: Okay, but you didn't answer the question. Where do you find the time? Uh, how I do find you... the
0: time. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I thought I did answer. I find the time by delegating. Right. Right? The okay, now, now you word just... for others is delegation. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> That's okay. I, I see I seem casual. I am casual, but I do like my answers. So yes, delegating because you don't need to do everything. Not only do you not need to do anything, I'm sure Holly's going to be nodding. You you should not. We don't like to use the should word, but there's no reason for you to do everything. Do the things that play to your strengths and allow delegation for the other things. So, Michelle, what about you? What what advi- I know you get to live your best life, but I'm sure a lot of the people that you work with, acting is only something is an also, right? They're doing other things while they're waiting for their career to to get off the ground. What advice do you give people for finding the time to prioritize these passion projects?
3: Well, you know, I love the idea that um you know, I love one of the ideas that was in the road less traveled that I read a long time ago and that always stuck with me by Scott Peck is to tackle the Difficult stuff first in the day to really identify the thing that you don't want to do, the heavy lifting. I think that that's what he said. Um, And um, and just do it. And when you get that out of the way, then you have found the time. Uh, You know, it's about really exercising your will and go, Okay, I really don't want to do this, but this is what's going to advance my project. And uh, and just push yourself to do it. You know, I tell my kids, you know, they don't want to do something, you know, the, to me, that's the definition of success, especially doing it when you don't want to do it. And if you prioritize that, then you find the time to advance those projects that are, you know, that are, that, that are meaningful to you.
2: I, th- that's, <laughs> it's really good advice. And think about like all the, and I'm, um, This is speaking particularly because I'm working on on a new webinar called Cooking for Productivity. And that's really the key is what are you doing instead of the thing you want to do? Because it takes so much more time when you're dragging your feet. But if you do it, look at all that time that you save that you can work on other things. So get things out of the way because you waste so much time. I'm sure there are other other fun time swaps, but I love the if you can condense the time you spend working on things you don't love, it really gives you more time for the things that you do love. And okay. also
3: you always so just really quickly you always find someone that wants to take your time. You know, there's always Draculas that want to suck your blood. Don't let them. don't let people suck your blood. Just say no. You know, no is really powerful. And I think that's how you, you know, find the time to do what you're meant to do.
1: Yeah. I was just going to add on for her, Michelle's idea of that, getting the, the the tough stuff done in the morning for me, I like to choose the one thing that is going to lead to the most success, even if it's something I'm procrastinating on. Um, but I, I define like that one thing that I do first thing in the morning, that's going to make everything else so much easier or everything else so much more successful um, versus just the thing that I'm dreading doing. But at the same time, to Michelle's point, oftentimes what we're trying to avoid or we're procrastinating on is usually the thing that's going to give us a lot of success. So I agree that when you're feeling that, that make it happen, just schedule it and get it done because it's usually going to be helpful.
2: So let, let's backtrack. So you, so you wake up and you say, okay, this is the one thing I'm going to get done today. And it just, you go and then it sets you up for success the rest of the day. Is that pretty much?
1: Well, it's kind of based on the book, The One Thing, which they say, you know, choose the one thing that's going to make everything else in your schedule easier or unnecessary. So a long time ago, for example, one thing I kept wasting time on was scheduling. So I set up a calendar and I did some block scheduling to simplify my life so that I wouldn't keep double booking myself or going back and forth. So it's really asking yourself strategically and intentionally, what is the one thing on my list that I need to do that's gonna set me up for success or make everything else on my list so much easier and more effective.
2: Got it. I like to I recommend people keep a win journal, which is you know, the like the opposite of the to-do list. And don't get me wrong, I love the to-do list, but When you track your wins, like at the end of the day, that also gives you energy because you're seeing the success and it helps you keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, there's also really another great resource called the Perfect Day Formula. And it helps you do similar to all the things we just discussed where you kind of choose that one thing. You have at the end of the day kind of an evaluation where you grade your day, you track your wins, you share what you're grateful for. You also take notes and kind of reflect on what you could do better the next day. And I teach that to my clients and use that. And it is such an efficiency time saver and my life would not be the same without it. So if you're really stuck, I highly recommend checking that out too.
2: Nice. And so Keith, do you have anything else to add on the topic of prioritization?
0: Well, I'm going to build on what Holly said, because that one thing that makes a difference, that's a blockage. I do that the night before. So before bedtime, I focus on what that thing is that I'm going to do in the morning and I leave it to the relaxed mind to kind of sort through it and get it done. And I combine that with your, your win list, which you got me started on about a year ago. So I'll put a plug in for that because there's always a point where you hit this wall that you can't figure out how to get around it, above it, over it. Looking back at all the successful things, not evaluating, but just looking at those success points gives me the extra energy to just keep pushing forward.
2: I I found an article I wrote. A, I must have something more recent, but the one I found is when I wrote in 2020 or the end of 2020, getting, you know,
0: Wasn't that excited. yesterday? We lost. Yeah, I know I've
2: linked, right. But it's <laughs> using whatever method you want, but to keep those wins, the hump of mind. Um, so you keep moving forward and I do it. Um, I have something I call the five of seven rule, which basically gives you permission to not do things every day. But if you're doing it five of seven days a week, it's good. It's to like, to take the pressure off. So you're keeping track, even if it's every couple of days being like, oh, these were my great wins and they could be little wins, but whatever it is you need to do to keep yourself moving forward, you're going to take that energy into everything else that you're doing. So is there a project, a passion project, something that you all want to be doing but aren't? Is there something that that keeps niggling at you? You're smiling, Keith, so you know I'm picking on you first.
0: I do not have that issue now. Ask me that Good. three months ago. It would have been totally different. But that's that was the biggest thing to face was prioritizing exactly which projects were the most important, which could be brought to either a closure or a handoff, and which ones I have to do myself going forward. So I can proudly answer tonight. No, I've got them (laughs) all flying in the air. Just don't make me stand still too long.
2: Uh, Yes, because then all the plates drop. (laughs) And so, Michelle, do you know what your next uh, big project is going to be?
3: I do, but I can't talk about it. But it's a movie that I'm going to shoot fairly soon. I'm excited about it. Um, I've got a great cast. And, uh, you know, we'll see. And I have another movie right behind that. So I've got a couple of movies back-to-back that I'm going to do.
2: That's amazing. Uh, So what – and I know you – Mentioned the uh, nonprofit uh, Holly. That's the one
1: that that you keep center of mind. Yeah. So it's it's going to be called Ignited. So like Ed for education. Um, so I already have. I'm I'm doing work in the sense of I have a pretty big list of partners. I have a couple potential partners that have existing platforms so that we're not kind of starting from scratch. Um And so I think what would be great is I wish I was further along in that, but I also really believe in timing and trusting the process and not trying to rush things. So that is something that is evolving, I believe in perfect timing, and my background is in education policy. So I try not to rush that process. Um, I also have kind of aligned to that this interest in bringing together a list of all the education-based nonprofits because there are so many people that I meet that are kind of disparately doing different pieces of that same puzzle. But wouldn't it be amazing if we could just bring all of that together into one masterpiece that's serving the same audience? And so that's why I'm taking my time is because as I network with people, I'm constantly adding additional nonprofits, foundations, uh, resources for speaking, people that are gifting coursework, as well as uh, technologies that will help us be successful in that. And I'm also trying to figure out the best connection points to engage community members. So it's not just putting pressure on education systems.
2: Well, we do have master community builder, Keith Spiro. So everything she's talking sounds very your wheelhouse. Did you have any any thoughts about bringing those pieces together.
0: Asking me that question or Holly?
2: Uh, no, I'm asking you as the community okay. builder, because I, and so many things are not yet. So yes. I love, I love how you're taking the time. Um, and by letting the puzzle come together.
0: And it's what Holly said about education is such a key you know, as I look at how you bring those things together, it comes down to communication, right? You have goals, you set them. You find lots of people who have varying interests that get involved with it. But building as I have done communities around implementation is what really works in the end and and makes it happen. So how do you communicate that to a disparate number? Everyone's in education, Some are gifting things, some are doing things, but the the bottom line to success is if they do all align with a goal that either you have as leader or the visionary leader you're helping to get to that point has and getting that communication piece has been a puzzle I've been playing with for a good number of years now. And it's, and that's part of, I see the future and that's an incubator where you can preset and give people these opportunities to test in a safer environment before they go out on the big project, the big fundraise.
2: And it, again, goes back to what you were talking about. How do you get things done? You bring the group together, you delegate, you see where everybody's um, talents are best used. So for those people who are listening to this and saying, oh, I've got like a dozen or two dozen passion projects, what is the best starting point for someone looking to pursue their passion. Michelle?
3: You know, I think it's okay if you're somebody that's very proactive, you have a lot of ideas coming into your head. I think that you have to start by accepting that. I know there was a book that I read a long time ago also called Refuse to Choose, Refuse to Choose. And so, you know, you then you have to look and reflect at all these projects and, and pick the one that burns you the most inside, that you feel... You know, the absolute need to, you know, because obviously it can be a problem if you're spread too thin and you're working on too many things at the same time. There comes a moment. It's okay. I mean, especially from my, you know, from my perspective, when you are a filmmaker, you know, you're going to get a lot of ideas all the time. Everything can fuel an idea. And so I always say, you know, just write it down. And my son is like that. He studies film and theater at USC. He constantly is coming up with something new or 10 new things every day. And I just say, write it down, write it down, write it down. And then we'll figure out, you know, you'll figure out which one you need to activate, which one you need to move forward. But I think, of course, this idea to um, make something happen and create community around you is very important. You know, that's why I think, and, the progressive, you know, the progressive schools that I've sent my kids to, you know, one of the, uh, you know, the the important things that they work on is to work as a team, to work together, yeah. you know, to learn that, um, and that's you know what uh, what's really worked for my children. Um, but I think to, to just add, you know accept everything that comes into you, and then take a big breath. And look at the canvas, look at everything that's there and pick the thing that you know, your, that your gut, you have to really learn how to listen to your gut and the one that your gut tells you, this is the one right now.
2: Ooh, I love that. And listening to your gut, it's it feels like it's like the red flag conversation we were having. Um, what, like the opposite, you know, you know, The thing that you're most passionate about. But so often do you say, this is great, but I'll do it later. But what if you did some of it now? Imagine how that's going to enrich your life. So really good points there. And to take a breath and listen to your gut because your gut doesn't like to steer you wrong. So give it its due. (laughs) You know,
3: yeah, you definitely need to learn to keep listening and trusting your intuition. Mm -hmm. Before I was uh, I started pre-production on this last movie, Miranda's Victim, I was attached to a movie, a romantic comedy, a lot of a very fun, well-written rom-com that had a big distributor and had financing. We were ready to go. And then I got offered Miranda's Victim and I had to make a choice. And I'm really glad I, I knew that Miranda's victim was the one that I had to shoot first. I just knew it. So you have to really learn to listen and to trust, you know, that voice inside of you.
2: Uh, oh, I'm nodding. This is also a podcast podcast <laughs> listeners. I am nodding for sure. Um, it, and so in, in your goal guide, the first set, the first half of it goes through the Deb method. And it starts with exactly what you're talking about. Uh, determine your mission begins with when you think about the life you want. What does that look like? And exploring all the things that you love and what that means to you. And I really love the idea of it's okay that you have all these ideas. Go down the rabbit holes, but give yourself the opportunity to figure out which of these things are yet, which is first. And then see what evolves from it. Right. And Holly, what sort of advice do you have for that first step in the figuring out your passion yeah. project.
1: Process. I mean, I would build on what Michelle just shared in terms of having like trust in your gut and your intuition and and listening to that. But in addition, I find that I will set you know I'll go after five to ten things on my bucket list bucket list every year, and that sounds very ambitious, and it is. But believe it or not, it is possible. For example, last year, I had two big ones to do my first TEDx talk and to publish my first book. And I didn't think I'd hit both. And I did. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But I didn't do that magically. I set the intention. I took action. But I also stopped trying to force it. And when I did that, while I was still taking action, these magical serendipitous connections just happened. I met my book publisher. I had people that just made the pathway easy. So I also think it's listening to messages that universe, God, people around you are sending on if the timing is correct for the different items you're going after or not. And still taking action, I'm not just saying just be woo woo, but I really do think that when the timing is right, the teacher shows up, we've heard that quote so many times, but it is so true. So if you find yourself you're going after a passion project that you know you're supposed to do but the timing feels off, don't be distraught or feel like giving up, continue to take action, but trust that maybe the timing's off and maybe you need to kind of back off and work on a different passion project. And before you know it, as soon as I let go of the big ones I'm going after, that's where the magic happens. And it's been a very difficult lesson to learn where I'm just forcing it and taking action and making it happen. And I've learned that actually the magic is when you set the intention, you take action and you let go.
2: It's so hard, though, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not saying it's easy. Like I said, I've slammed my head against that uh, same wall many times. Mm.
2: I, I for one, well, I get everything we're saying because the that's just, it's the way the world works. And and I mentioned before, so I've been writing these food articles last year and a half. I started this food podcast and I said, okay, now it's time to work on this cooking for productivity workshop. And then I found the original article when I was playing with it from 2020. So it was, it's been percolating for a while, but time and opportunity. So I I love being a great example for the things that my guests are talking about because sometimes things are just not yet as much as we want everything to be done yesterday.
1: Yeah. Well, and I know somebody here is listening and they're probably hitting that wall. They're feeling frustrated. They're like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm telling you, As soon as you let go of that and just focus on the next thing, it's going to magically fall into place. It might take three months, six months, a year, but it will happen.
2: Mm, And this is exactly why, first of all, why I do the show, but also why I love the format because somebody listening, somebody listening because you shared it, Holly, maybe they really connected with something Michelle or Keith or I said. So we don't know why we're here, but we're just here to uplift And tell the people who are tuning in, because if you're tuning in, you you need to hear it, that you're doing great, keep going, we're rooting for you. The race is long, but the finish line, it's there. Keeps moving, (laughs) but it is there.
1: I like to say it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Life is long and short,
0: so
1: <laughs> <Yes>. pace yourself. <laughs> Life is and long and that
0: letting and things short. happen is so difficult, right, because you don't want to let go of it. I, I love the way this conversation is moving. You know, I, I would go and add to that that talking about gut feelings has been uncomfortable for some clients, and so I put a definition behind it to help, as Michelle uses that word a lot, I do too. But gut is really removing the filter and letting your brain make a decision without you thinking about it. It's the gut decision based on 30 years of experience, 40 years of experience, 10 years of doing something so well, you can make the right decision as long as you don't start going into, but what if this, what if that, oh my goodness. And so it's it's very, very powerful to do that. I do things in in a series of three. I like the number three a lot. And so when you're trying to figure out how to start out, Write down everything on the list of yours that you have. Put it all down there. Maybe you have 10, maybe you have a hundred. Then choose the top three that you like. Then stop thinking. Let it do it sit for a while. Pick the one that you're going to go with. And then don't look back.
2: Or you can look back
0: <laughs> like
2: give it some time, too. Right it's what, and you do work in the social media sphere. So you know, this in particular, Keith, I know, you know, this It's everybody thinks, okay, in a month, you're going to get results in two months, you're going to get results. But if you've done the groundwork, give it three months, give it four, give it six. And don't start. I think that's something my mom would say, uh, you don't plant a garden. And then Look in the dirt <laughs> to see is it growing yet? you You need to give it some time and nurture it without digging up the roots cause it can't it can't bloom or grow. I,
1: I cook, I don't garden, so I'm completely messing up that analogy Stick to the but. Food
0: metaphors, you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I like the plant metaphor, though. So I like to tell my clients that when you have an idea that your gut feels good with you plant the seeds, but then you still have to water it, you have to make sure the placement is right with the sunshine. And you have to trust the process. And you still, of course, take action by tending to the garden. But then you let go and of course, there's also seasons where we have fall and winter and things die so that then it can be replaced by this new plant. So I think it's like the perfect metaphor for people that feel super impatient and they want their business to happen overnight or they want the results instantly. It's like you're planting this and we're waiting for the harvest to come. And then it's amazing how all of a sudden all of those seeds that you planted magically just come together years down the road. I also
3: think that, um, you know, sometimes you have to know that things are just not right. And so it's important to develop an awareness, to listen to signs, you know, pick up energies. And and sometimes it's not the right time. Uh, I always like to hear, for instance, you know, actors like, first one comes to mind was Brian Cranston said, I'm glad that success found me where it, when it found me in my life because I wasn't ready for it before then. That's the other thing. Uh, sometimes, you know, the reason why it's not meant to be at that particular moment, it's because it's meant something else is meant to be. I mean, I know, for instance, having gone house hunting for houses and seen a house that I really, really wanted and I couldn't get it. And then looking back on it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And I was like, oh, well, that's because I got this better house for me. That's the house I was supposed to get. Uh, and so some of that you also have to trust some of that in addition to trusting your gut
2: i I love this it's it's very logical, and I am nothing if not logical <laughs> yes. but it it it's like the perfect mix of intuition and logic because the last thing you, mm-hmm you want to hear when something doesn't work out is oh it just means something better is coming along but if you truly believe that that energy is also going to help the right thing come along sooner what is the quote if you think you can or you think you can't you're right that one i like that quote yeah (laughs) so Any other thoughts on on patience and growth and waiting for things to bloom or are we ready to go into the gifting goals portion of the conversation? Just want to make sure we have (laughs) some, uh, uh, George Finkelman posted a little graphic of, and I, I hope this is because we're talking about digging up the garden, it's an animal digging something up. Which, whether or not it was intentional, it's <laughs> awesome and so important, um, given the conversation that we're having.
1: Well, thanks, George, for posting that, because you do have to get your hands dirty sometimes when you're going after it. And sometimes you're digging for gold And as Michelle said, sometimes you're just digging and realizing that it's to teach you something and help you realize that's the wrong path. And maybe you went the wrong fork on the road. And that does happen too. And I agree. Whenever I'm going through a really difficult or challenging season and I ask why, that's not necessarily very helpful. But when I ask, what can I learn from this experience and what have I gained from this experience? that is so much more helpful and it keeps you from like that victim mindset or why me, which is never super helpful. But when we learn from all of our experiences or quote unquote failures, then we're not failing because we're constantly learning. And I like to look at those experiences that Michelle was speaking to where it's not the right path as a stepping stone to get us back on the right path.
2: I'm nodding again. I know better. Absolutely. Uh, everything is a lesson. everything is fodder, everything is opportunity. And when you empower yourself by realizing all these things, it just it makes the journey easier because you you've got this knowledge that everything's going to be okay. So if you're listening and you're stressed and you're like, "Why not yet? Why not me?" It's coming. You're doing good. Keep going. And so at this point I would love for you each to gift a goal to our audience, something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow to help them empower themselves, focus on their passion projects and or set new goals. Keith, go.
0: So I will gift the list of the top 3. As I had mentioned slightly earlier, with all the things swirling around your head, choose 3 things that are important to you if you're trying to start a project, it's a great place. And then choose the best of the three based on gut feelings.
2: It's very Deb methody. You knew that. I had
0: some training from Deb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. And if you, you were need there to. there in coaching
0: when I needed it.
2: And if you need to, make the laundry list first and then choose the top three and then choose the best one. Or the best two alpha and beta projects are, are also helpful because that way you're always progressing on one thing or the other. So uh, Holly, what goal would you like to gift?
1: Yeah, well, we already spoke about the life and business compass. So you already have access to that. I find that that is just such a clarity piece for people so that they understand. So when they're looking at those three things, if you look at it from your life and business compass, you have the ultimate pairing For success, and then you know what to say yes and no to as you build those three things, so it's kind of a great coupling with his gift as well. Um, And then, additionally, for those of you who are trying to build your business, your mission, your nonprofit, um, I'm gifting a free revenue and performance consulting session, it's 30 minutes, and it'll help you kind of get some breakthroughs and clarity on next steps where you're leaving money on the table or any profit leaks that you want to close.
2: Nice. And that link will be in the uh, show notes slash recap as well. Michelle, what goals do you wish to
3: gift? Goals. Sorry, I muted myself for a second because my dogs went on the, on the Um Goals that I would like to gift. Um, you know, th- three goals that I'd like to gift for people to think about. Okay. Um. I'm so sorry, I, I lost the, the course somehow. Is it like a, a gift, like giving something, or what? What is a recommendation? What is a goal? Someone who
2: needs direction or is having trouble moving forward on their passion projects. Got what it. sort of goal recommendation do you have for them?
3: Well, I think that there's so much power and value in having and, and seeking for help and having conversations uh, with people. I, I know, you know, a lot of people call people and say, let me take you to coffee. Let me take you to lunch. Can I pick your brain? I think a life coach, you know, like what you do, um, is, is very, you know, helpful. Um, you know, that's not something that I do, but I do coach actors when they get parts in movies and, you know, and in television shows and plays. Um, so I think it's, you know, to really be able to not be afraid to ask for help and to, uh, and to find people that have expertise in what you're doing and, and you know book sessions with them because you can only grow from that and learn from there.
2: Absolutely. And everybody does something different. So find people who are in alignment with you. Um get a little bit of direction or, you know, grab a copy of your goal guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals. If you're really at that, those beginning stages and you don't know what's next or what's first and what's next. um, So that's always, <laughs> that's always something else, you know, and, and my methodology is very journaling based because I believe that, You can't figure out things in your head, but once you write them down and you see them, then it enables you to get a clear picture of the things that mean the most to you.
3: Yes. I mean, I know people that get a lot of things accomplished and never look at anything that they've written, never look at a list. I know for myself, I make lists and it works for me because it's a great reminder. Uh, I think that's... A great thing to do, I think, to make lists.
2: Yes, it's one way. Um, and and obviously, I have this conversation a lot, being in the goal space. But I will have people say, "I don't have goals; I have intentions." Well, guess what? If you have intentions, <laughs> you have goals. So, whatever you call it—whether it's an intention, a goal, or just this project that's been sticking with you for years and years—now is the time. I, I'm going to add a bonus goal. I don't always chime in at this part, but think about what is that one thing that you've always wanted to do? What little way
1: can you bring it into your life? So there you go. Well, and I think I speak for everyone here. Your bonus bonus is to work with Deb, download the Deb method. Like, I mean, she's the goal expert here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I appreciate that. Thank you. And it is really, and I love the the best review I get of my book is when people say it's like having a coach in your pocket because it's really these are exercises designed to help to help you choose yourself and really explore what's next for you so you can embrace it, so you can run toward it. So thank you. And yes, of course, the link to my book will be in the show notes because I am me and it would be silly. Not to. Um, this is I and I love when these conversations, especially people who are from such different areas coming together to talk about things in such an important topic as the passion projects. So please, friends, where can people learn more about you and what it is you do? Michelle, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you?
3: Uh, I think it's um, you know, the website micheldanner.com, uh, Sheldon, our acting studio, Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. My uh, film production company is called All in Films. And uh, like I said, I have a movie coming out in the fall called Miranda's Victim with an extraordinary cast. And it's uh, the only movie that's ever been made or TV show or documentary about the Miranda rights. That, that's really cool.
2: It is very cool. And and I found the IMDb when we were talking and I will put that in the show notes as well. It really does look pretty. Well,
3: an extraordinary cast amazing. led by Abigail Breslin and Donald Sutherland and Annie Garcia. Just an extraordinary cast. Yeah. That's
1: very exciting.
2: And I can't wait to hear about the next thing that you can't talk about yet. <laughs> so uh, Holly, what is the best way for people to learn more about you and to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. Um, the two best places to learn more about me are my website at hollyjeanjackson.com or connect with me on LinkedIn under Holly Jean Jackson as well.
2: Yes, I always put the, the LinkedIn's in the show notes as well because is say this is where we met or how we met and connect with us all. And Keith... Where's the best way for people?
0: Same to thing, learn more to get in touch, you. LinkedIn is a great tool to use. It's the way I like to get in touch with people if they want to know more about what I'm doing for projects. It's keithspiromedia.com and that'll give you a sense of the things I've done. And I want to grab one more word at the end here because the word we all of us use the word gut, we've all used this passion word and then I heard the word magic come out a couple of times. And that's that breathing space for people. And you, none of you have even heard of what I was doing from a project, but when I talked to you the last time, this was making magic happen. I love and it. That was really the settle back, waiting for people to come to you. You know, meet people where they are, settle in. Sometimes you can't make a fast decision, and so that's the quick compilation that's come out of that particular project. But the word magic, every time it was invoked on this call gives you breathing space and that's how the magic happens in the drive and the passion to get it done and you can find that as well online if you go to the website
1: deborah you and i wouldn't have sorry deborah you and i wouldn't have connected without magic remember my initial message was let's make magic (laughs) who doesn't like magic
2: (laughs) no one we're only silly people (laughs) so we've got gut magic what was the one in the middle keith
0: it was passion-driven. Passion, the word "driven."
2: As yes. well, that's just the obvious, right? Well, so gut passion and magic—all three really work hand in hand. I think I've got my subtitle for this, but it's true. <laughs> it's not just about—it's um, not just about thinking, and it's not just about doing. But you need to be thinking, and you need to be doing. But. If you listen to your gut and allow magic to happen, anything is possible and probable. Oh, this is so much fun. I love this conversation. Uh, So you can – did I say this? I am at the Deb Method everywhere. And if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you will get the links mentioned and the highlights from the conversation. And you can listen and or subscribe to the Deb Show and Taste Buzz with Deb on your favorite podcast platform. So before we wrap I always like to wrap with like one final thought. So Michelle, do you have a final word of wisdom that you want to leave people with to get them inspired
3: and excited? Yes. Um, You know, take action. Like you said, you know, whatever provokes produces the intention of doing. Um, Try to not, you know, hold yourself back because of fears, and, uh, you know, I think very much, you know, one of the things that is taught in acting is do it before you think about it, not without getting in trouble, because, of course, sometimes if you don't think, you can get in trouble, but this idea of taking action, despite, you know, whatever apprehensions, whatever fears may hold you back, I think um, it's an important thing to do. What helps me, I'll tell you, is to think that um, I'm not going to be here forever, and so uh, I might as well do it, you know?
2: Yes, we're all here for a reason. What's stopping you,
3: right? Yeah, just pick up the phone, make that call, do it, do the thing that you don't want to do and do it anyway. Keep exercising that muscle. It really works.
2: It does work. That's great. Uh, Holly, do you have a final thought?
1: Yeah, well, since we talked about magic as one of our keywords, and you know I love magic, my mantra is I am magic. So if you're listening today, I want you to listen to this on repeat. You are magic. You have a message that matters. You have a purpose that matters. You have a legacy that no one else on this planet can achieve except for you. And if you needed to hear that today, I'm offering you the opportunity to borrow belief from us because I believe in you. You are magic. So take action that matches the size of your dreams because what are you waiting for?
2: love that. I should have gone to you here, last. Here. Okay. Keith. <laughs> Keith.
0: Well, it's just building on what Holly said. Make magic happen. And that's Take action, yeah, you are
2: magic, nope. make magic happen. Right. I love what everybody is theme. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Michelle Danner, Holly Holly Jean Jackson, and Keith Spiro for joining me today. And those of you who are tuning in, thank you for gifting yourself the time to hear us talk about passion projects. You're here for a reason. Whatever it is you want to achieve, go on out there. Go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at the TheDevMethod on social media, and check out TheDevMethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.
0: This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit MarketingPodcasts.net.